0: This week we're off to deepest, darkest Bolivia and the town of Caranavi, Probably my favourite village stroke town in the world. My name is Steve Layton and I travel the world finding amazing and delicious coffee for you to drink at home. Some make coffee difficult to understand and complicated, but here it's my job to make it easy and fun and tell you what's in my mug. So as I said in our opening, we're going to Bolivia and as I said in the opening, going to one of my favourite towns uh, in the world, Carinavi. Um It is an amazing, amazing place surrounded by amazing, amazing coffee farms. The region is uh, Yungas uh, and in particular North Yungas. Um, it's around about 80 kilometres from, from La Paz, which I nearly called it the capital. It's not the capital, but it's definitely the major city in Bolivia. Uh, and the farm is called Finca Don Carlos. Um, it's owned by the Rodriguez family. It has an altitude of 1,550 to 1,650 metres above sea level. Um, and the size of the farm is huge for Bolivia. It's 18 and a half hectares. Um, but they actually only grow about about six and a half hectares of coffee. That's because Bolivia is mountainous and it's expensive to clear the land so they're able to put the coffee plants in. So they're basically taking on a small part uh, of the farm and there's an opportunity to expand in the future. Um, they've uh, got yellow Coutura on the farm as a varietal, um, and it is a fully washed uh, coffee uh, that goes through uh, um, a, uh, a a mechanical fermentation we call it, where the mucilage is removed from the depulper as the cherry is being taken off, and it's kind of scrubbed, but there's still a little bit of. Um, uh, mucilage on the seed so then it goes through a, a wet fermentation of around about 15 hours and then it is dried mechanically now mechanical dryers are often frowned upon in specialty coffee but in places like Carinavi, as much as I love it it can be very wet um, and when it's very wet it's hard to dry So what the Rodriguez's have learned is if they dry it a little bit slower than mechanical dryers normally would, so normally you would take around about 15 hours to dry, they take 40 hours. And slowing that down means that they still get all the benefits of uh, uh, even drying um, and not having to worry about the weather and slowing down their processing, uh, but we still get a delicious and amazing cup. Now I've been lucky enough to see this farm grow up over the years uh, with uh, Pedro Daniela and Pedro Pablo. Um, And what we're gonna do now is go to a little slideshow where I'm gonna talk through some of the photos from the very early days of this farm being planted. So what I wanted to do here was to share some photos uh, from my trip, because I have so many amazing photos from these different places. So you can see here the brand new plantings on the steep hill. Uh, That's Pedro, hey Pedro. Um, And um, you can see like the plants just growing up and every year on year you go back you just see like beautiful new shoots so you can see the green shoots pinging up there and um, it really is properly special it's just such a beautiful farm and so well put together Um, and it's great being part of it from the very very start Um, there's been lots of planting um, of uh, new shade trees as well as cutting down some of the old ones It, it is sad to see some cut back but basically they're protecting lots of the forest as well. And uh, there's Don Carlos in the background with Pedro, Uh, just reminding me of the good times of this trip. Um, Really, really amazing people. Um, This was Don Carlos showing me the fertile soil and just how much was in it. And uh, yeah, this was us having the very, very good times together, Um, some good friends. Cataí originates in Brazil, but it's not found there so much now. It's a mutant from the popular Bourbon varietal. Like Bourbon, it shares many of its negative aspects. It's not very pest resistant and it can be difficult to grow. But one of its big pluses is its high yield The Bourbon, over 200 kilos per hectare. Its other bonus is it can be used in high density planting areas, uh, as much as 10,000 plants per hectare. Normally you would only plant around about 6,000 plants per hectare and can be planted as little as a metre apart. It's also a dwarf varietal, so it's easier for picking, etc. So instead of picking up here, you can pick down here. The typical cup characteristics are low body, bright acidity, with a typical sweet profile. And it has links to Bobon, Villasarchi, and Pacas. So now we should go and see some drone footage of the farm. Fly, my beauties so i have my drone and i have to use it now you have to bear with me that i'm getting used to flying this thing so this was the the best out of many many minutes of filming um but the reason i want to show you this one if you at the very bottom of the picture you can see some like houses um, and that is Caranavi. We're gonna come back to that in a little while. Um, but this is just getting an idea of the, uh, you know, the, lots of trees around this place. And um, this is a very common common thing on these farms that lots of trees have been cut down, but there's been lots of new replanting as well. And um, very responsibly run farm, um, which I think is, is super important. Bolivia is the most breathtaking and beautiful country. Um, some of the, the, the mountains are just so sharp and steep. Uh, this is the protected forest that they have. And you can see they're planted around the forest trees. Um, this was the one I said we were going to come back to. So you can see just there, Karen Harvey. Um, and, and just just out of shot. Um, so ju- where the houses finish, the mill is just there. Um, but it takes such a long time to get there because you have to go the real long way around. And... Um, yeah, the reason we've cut back to this one was i started juddering it around and i promised next time i use the drone um if i ever get to use it again because km lost it in my luggage but um uh, i will uh, i will be a lot more skilled in it next time just look at all of those beautiful mountains just disappearing into the different distance it really is just a stunning stunning place um the clouds like on the tops of the mountains um, a lot of the time you can get up there and you're just actually stuck in the clouds. It's like being a little bit step uh, step close to the sky. And here we can see the trees and lots and lots of new coffee plants. Wasn't the drone footage cool? If only KLM hadn't lost my luggage with my drone in it. But we should get back to tasting coffee. Mm. So... Bolivian coffees in general tend to make really good espressos. This is a really good espresso. I get kind of like a Milky Way flavor coming through. Milky Way stroke Mars bar, because you're getting that fluffy nougat, um, but you're also getting like a caramel hit with it as well, which is delicious. Going into the cappuccino. Mm. That just makes the the whole Mars bar thing bigger, um, because the caramel just comes running through. I expected it to be more of the Milky Way thing going on, but it isn't because you get the caramel and the nougat kind of dies down, whereas in the espresso, much more of that coming through. Now, we should go to the brewed coffee. I went for the Chemex because being the king of Chemex, that's what we do. And you get those things still. You still get the Mars bar, chocolate, caramel, nougat coming through, but what I find in here is tin peaches. A weird descriptor, I know, but it's that syrupy, sweet, kind of like, you know, not the peach peach flavour because tin peaches don't really taste like a fresh peach. Um, and you really do get that sweetness just coming through all the way. Three coffees, three different ways, all really, really good. Uh, I hope you try them in each of the brew methods. Thank you for joining me as always, and do remember, life is too short for bad coffee. I don't wear that I must have copied and pasted something very weird in there.